Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Have Aloha Will Travel podcast, fueled by Hawaii, Hawaii Magazine. No, I don't <laughs> like to say that. I don't know how to say that, but it is like Hawaii Magazine. We never do a shout out to the fact that this is like where the Hawaii Magazines. Anyway, I'm Catherine Toth Fox, and with me, I'm Grace Mayetta. And we are with Hawaii Magazine, and I'm eating. This <laughs> <laughs> perfectly fits this episode. I know partly because we are recording this a little bit. It's not really lunchtime, but mm-hmm. I get up at four. So, you know, my lunchtime is like nine 30. Um, <laughs> so my, my body wants food, but mm-hmm. yeah, it is pr- appropriate. Cause we are talking about food. You know, what's interesting. So people on Facebook can see this, but if you're mm-hmm. listening, I'll describe it to you, but you know, we, it's a, I feel like it's a local thing, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if anybody is listening or can see this, I'm curious to know if you find this snack elsewhere outside of Hawaii, but it's like Chex Mix. Mm-hmm. And I know that people make Chex Mix because obviously there's commercials about Chex Mix like during the holidays, but do people make it like this where it's like, it's sweet, but slightly savory. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it's, this one has. Is that food or cake on it? No, this one doesn't have foodie cake on it. Although we do have a recipe online if people want to make it. But this mm-hmm. one has, so it has the regular checks. It has pretzels. It has Cheerios, um, okay. honeycomb, which is one of my personal favorites to include in a Chex mix because it has mm-hmm. a lot of holes in it that fills up with um, sugar. This one has, <laughs> are these kicks or no? Yeah, kick, no. Mm-hmm. This one seems like a lot more like cereal-based Chex mix. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. delicious, but yeah. it's not like super, it, it has this, the sugar and butter, but mm-hmm. a lot of Chex Mix have like a hint of like Worcestershire sauce to give it mm-hmm. a little bit of a savory note, I guess. And I just wonder if that's like a Hawaii thing. I, I know. I kind of feel like it is. I feel like on the mainland, it's just kind of like you can buy the bags of Chex Mix and that's just like what it is. But, but it's like add- salty, right? Isn't it like salty? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have that like sweet flavor to it. I don't know. I want to find out. Somebody mm-hmm. tell me. <laughs> you can hear that. That's my Chex Mix. I want mm-hmm. to know. Okay. Anyway, we're going to talk about food today. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a great segue. So yes. yes, I'm so hungry. This is probably the worst time to talk about food. This probably is. Um, but I'm really excited because you're a huge foodie and you grew up on Oahu. And so you know all the spots and like all the cool places. Um, you know, the term foodie is so interesting because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's relatively new. Not that new. I bet if we Googled it, I think the term foodie probably existed like right years ago or 20 years ago. And I just don't really know what foodie means, except is it like somebody who like a food connoisseur? So I feel like it's people who really appreciate food. And like, oh, yeah. Okay. Because I don't really, I don't really consider myself, I consider myself like a a food eater. Like I eat Mm -hmm. a lot of food. Um, Other ways though, you used to be actually like a food journalist though. So, you know. Yes. Okay. So I was a food blogger. Uh, for mm-hmm. a long time. I, I mean, it wasn't specifically a food blog, but I, I did a portion of my blog was devoted to food. And then mm-hmm. that sort of like snowballed into food writing. And then I was the food editor at our sister publication, Honolulu magazine. And I did mm-hmm. that for a bunch of years. And then, yeah, it sort of just like 
came with me, but I wouldn't say, I mean, the reason why I know a lot about what is happening on the food scene in Oahu has a lot to do with the fact that I'm a reporter or a journalist mm-hmm. by trade. So I get invited to a lot of media events. Would I say that I seek out new food experiences? I would say no. I think if my job wasn't so food centric where I had to be on top of like food news, I don't know if I would, if like a new restaurant opened, I don't know if I would be like clamoring to go or like, you know what I mean? Like scheduling my life around a, a, like a restaurant opening. And I would definitely never wait in line. Never. I am not a wait in line person ever. Like if I'm holding, like even at the grocery store, if there's a line, I'll put everything back. I'm not a line person. Yeah, it's just not really in my DNA. So I don't know, but I will say I have been exposed to all the different food places on Oahu. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still, I mean, this is probably true for you and a lot of other people who are listening. I am a creature of habit. I like what I like. I tend to go to the same places I cook a lot at home. So that's why I'm saying like, I, I like going to restaurants and I, I enjoy the experience mostly of somebody else like cleaning dishes, but yeah, but I do, I do like to cook at home a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think, yeah, it's kind of an interesting anyway. So the food experience on Oahu is very different. I think than other islands, although Maui is really growing Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of their culinary scene. And I feel like there's a lot of really great restaurants on Maui that we just, um, I don't know, that we don't have that the same kind of food like vibe. I don't know how to explain it. Do you know what I mean? I feel like the vibe I feel and at least also to kind of seek out here on Maui, it's very like farm to table, fresh yeah. food, yes. uh, really like nourishing, healthy food. Um, I would say a lot of the restaurants, there's always, you know, vegetarian, vegan options, gluten-free options, um, as well as meat. Like you can get your fair share of really good meat and fresh seafood, but they always have some sort of option for other types of different like dietary preferences. Oh yeah. And I think too, I mean, Maui has very specific food items that you, you don't find on Oahu, right? Like dry min is one not fine here, which is basically like imagine Simon, which is a noodle dish, but no broth. It's Mm -hmm. like the broth is intensified or whatever. It's different. And you either dip the noodles into the broth or there is no broth. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a unique dish. It is. Yeah. I was going to mention that was one of my favorite things, at least growing up to eat. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so you're going to talk about Maui and I'm going to talk about Oahu and, you know, basically we're just going to share with you all like our favorite places to eat kind of, I guess, or like our go-tos or new places. Um, so that when you are planning your next trip to Hawaii or Maui, you can like write these down. Oh, you can look at our show notes. Actually, it'll be written Mm -hmm. in your show notes and you will kind of like, you can hit up these places. We're giving you like personal recommendations for places to eat when you travel to Oahu and Maui. Mm-hmm. There. Do you want to go? Do you want to talk about Maui? Yeah. I mean, so I recently have become vegetarian, like within the last two what? years. So I, why yeah. is it like a, my can't eat an, a thing with faces or is it like a health thing or what, what is it? I don't know. I think when I went to, oh, I did college, I kind of stopped eating meat. And so I just felt honestly healthier. I still eat fish though. Like you can't not live here and not eat fish. So 
I would say like what I used to eat growing up has kind of changed. So if anyone's ever interested in like vegetarian options, like, you know, you can always reach out to me, but Moku Roots is one of my- I love Moku Roots. uh, Like my dad's a huge meat eater. And like, even I've even dragged him along to that, like eating raw pad thai, so good. They have a coconut squash curry that's delicious. Um, And as far as like even getting in my like spam and sugi fix- uh, down to earth has really good tofu musubis. Oh. Um, yeah. Um, I have a friend who's vegetarian too. And so like we went the other day and got like five, we just like stocked up on tofu musubis, which were really good. Um, and then up country in Mukwell, I'm a huge fan of freshies and it's very like also fresh organic ingredients. They have all sorts of, uh, meat options to really good sandwiches and they have biscuits and gravy, but they can also make that vegan. So, you know, they definitely like catering to everyone, every type of eater. So, um, that's really great. But as far as like when I, what I ate growing up, honestly, like just one of the go-tos was minute stop getting chicken katsu from hundred percent. People don't realize that in Hawaii, and this is true in Japan as well, Mm -hmm. The convenience stores are really places that people go and get like tax lunch. Lunch. I mean, like, yeah, like a meal. And minute Mm -hmm. stop on Maui is a it's a thing. Their fried chicken is a thing. Mm -hmm. It's delicious. And you can get their chicken katsu musubis. Like they'll put that in. So good. Um good to know. And there's a minute, there's minute stops on Maui and Hawaii Island. I'm trying mm-hmm. to think if there's minute stops elsewhere. It's there. They don't have any on Oahu, mm-hmm. um, but I know it's a Maui thing and you can find them anywhere. Like as soon as you get off the air, like the airplane, you drive out of like the airport. Yeah. There's a minute stop. You know, I can I mean? think of like four in my head right now. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> yeah. Their food is delicious, but also kind of similar, like Pukulani super red, like getting their chili chicken. That's also game changer but they also have tofu chili chicken now too to, they do mm-hmm, which is really good I think I'm not sure if it's every day but sometimes like specials they have they're now doing tofu and they're like hot case so that's really good that's yeah. different interesting mm-hmm. I do love Pukalani super you wrote a story about it about mm-hmm. um this, you know and that's the other thing too I think people don't realize that even our grocery stores are sources of hot food. So like Foodland Farms on Oahu, mm-hmm. um, especially if you go to the one at Alamoana Center, it's, and there's also a, a Kahala Market, MKT, which is by mm-hmm. Kahala Mall. I mean, these places actually cater to folks that are looking for grab and go. So there's yeah. a lot of hot meals like poke. Bar. Foodland makes like some of the best poke like, totally. yeah. And I don't know if like, cheap too. Yeah, it's cheap, but it's like legit poke. Like mm-hmm. the guys in the, I mean, each Fulan, depending on who's working that day, I guess, or who works there has their own, like there's manager specials and whatever, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I mean, I think like, I don't normally, I wouldn't normally travel to like, like Arizona and go to like Vons and think that I'm going to get, you know, a like a, what would be considered a local meal, but you mm-hmm. could do that here. I mean, even Safeway has fresh, they, they have poke and fresh fish, um, but definitely Fulan Farms, Pukalani Super, it's a great example. Cause as soon as you walk in, like that whole middle section is mm-hmm. basically like grab and go hot food. Yeah. So good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So those were kind of all my spots. Like I would say though, like besides local food, like I love 
like Thai food. And I think Maui has quite a few good options for Thai food. We have a lot of good Thai food trucks, um, like Thai Me Up. There's two locations. And also in Wailuku, there's a high Thai, which has really great. um, That's right on, I think it's Market Street. They have a little like courtyard next to one of the banyan trees. Mm -hmm. Um, Really good. Really good Thai food there. I will say on Maui, I mean, this is true for the Big Island, I mean, uh, Oahu as well, Mm -hmm. but Maui hotel restaurants are actually very, very good. Yeah. Um, they employ very like experienced, talented chefs and cooks. And there is such an emphasis, like you said, on farm to table and making sure that they're using Maui grown um, products. And I've been really blown away by like Hui Hui restaurant, which just mm-hmm. reopened not that long ago. And what they've been doing in terms of like reinventing sort of local cuisine, but elevating it, but using local products, but then really Mm -hmm. keeping it kind of local, like with the chili pepper water and the luau plate and stuff. But I've been really impressed. And if you look at, you know, menus at hotels, like in Wailea or, I mean, anywhere on Maui, you'll notice Mm -hmm. like how many of these restaurants source from local farms. So even if you, I mean, don't discount like hotel restaurants. I know a lot of times hotel restaurants get a bad rep because it's like, oh, they're just producing for the masses, right? And so you're going to get like continental breakfast and things like that. But you'd be surprised how many restaurants bake their own bread in-house and they use mm-hmm. like local bananas or mango, right? And um, it's just impressive. So don't discount mm-hmm. those guys either. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Um, like you were saying with Hui Hui, a lot of like, resurgence of like canoe plants and incorporating that really awesome stuff. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Maui is really there. Like you can't, you can go to a hotel restaurant and get great food. I mean like award-winning food. You can go Mm -hmm. to a, like a super rat and get, you can go to a convenience store and get great food. Like it's so Mm -hmm. out of control, you know what I mean? And that's the thing about Maui. I feel like wherever you go, it's, I feel like there's, I mean, I, I, when I think about Maui, I think that there may be fewer restaurants, but I think the ones that are there care about the food and they, you know what I mean? They're, they're trying really hard, not to say that people on Oahu don't try really hard, but we have just so many people and so many kinds of food and so many ways to get your food and so many, um, like fast food chains and chain restaurants. I mean, Maui does too. Um, that I think, you know, it gets a little muddled where I feel like in Maui, you can really see restaurants, you know, shine even in small places, you know, like Mm -hmm. for example, I mean, Sheldon Simeon, who is up for a James Beard award. He's like a finalist for a James Beard award. The smallest little takeout place in Kahului. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, he does have lineage, but prior to that, it was just tin, tin roof and that's it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that was enough for him to be able to get nominated for a James Beard award. I mean, it goes to show, right. That you can have a small place and really shine with your your food offering. Mm-hmm, totally. There's a lot of great chefs here on Maui. Um, but kind of segueing, segueing into Oahu, I'd love to know God, your favorite spot. There's too much. And there's also maybe... So many. Maybe also like what towns do you think have really good food? Oh like, my God. On Oahu? Yeah. yeah. I think of the North Shore. I don't necessarily think about the food. I think maybe, okay, getting an acai bowl, but like, or even like Waikiki, are there good spots there? Oh, it's yeah. like, there's a lot of, so, I mean, yeah. So my, okay. So I was thinking about this, right. Cause there's so many, the thing about Hawaii, which I think is very unique and maybe it's, 
unique to metro areas like New York City, San Francisco, where we just have a diversity of cuisine much more than anywhere else in, in any other part of the world, right? Where we think it's more, mm-hmm. you know, homogenous. Um, we, I mean, you can get whatever you want. I mean, I don't, aside from the fact that our Mexican food apparently isn't as great as in California, because that's what I hear all the time, whatever, maybe true. I like our Mexican restaurants, whatever. That's just me. But um, I mean, you can get like anything, like you said, Thai food, our Korean mm-hmm. takeout food is crazy. We have all kinds of Chinese food. Like it's not just, I mean, China's a big place. I mean, there's lots right. of different cuisine all throughout China, but we have them all here. Uh, we, we even, I just went to a Taiwanese restaurant in Chinatown that was like excellent. And I went with Taiwanese people who like legitimize, you know, they, they're like, this place is legit. And I right. went there, there's Singaporean food. Um, and then, you know, you have the classic local stuff, right? The Simon, um, the plate lunches. And I feel like no place else, but Oahu has the diversity and the volume of food than any other Island. So if you are a foodie or a food person or food eater, whatever, Oahu is probably your best bet because no matter where you go in any neighborhood, wherever you're staying, there are great places to eat. Um, Mm -hmm. Maui is just more concentrated. I feel like, but yeah. yeah. So, I mean, neighborhoods, I mean, you mentioned the North shore. See, I didn't really think about neighborhoods, but um, the North shore, I mean, it's a little tricky because there's so many changes going on with COVID, mm-hmm. especially. Um, I think that food trucks have had a hard time, for example, because, you know, people like it's open air and where are people going to eat? And I, I don't know. I just feel like food trucks have had a, have had a bad run of it, but there are great food trucks out on the North shore. Um, I don't know what's still there, but if you drive up to the North shore, um, you'll see them. I mean, the shrimp trucks I think are still doing great. And you know, the thing about shrimp trucks, is you'll be surprised. A lot of local people eat at shrimp trucks on, on the yeah. North shore. It's really interesting. Um, and it's, I mean, it is, it is a touristy thing, right? It is like people come here and eat shrimp. I don't know why. Cause it's, um, I could tell you a whole story about shrimp. It's very interesting. I mean, we do grow shrimp, but Hawaii is, I don't know if you know this, but gen- Hawaii, like of all the white shrimp out there that you eat, that you consume in the like country or world or whatever, the genetics mm-hmm. come from Hawaii. So they, oh, yeah, they breed um, broodstock in on Hawaii Island and then, and, well, on Oahu too. And they ship out those genetics to other places, other shrimp farms where they grow it out. So like 90, 80 or 90% of the shrimp that is consumed in the U.S., has genetics in Hawaii. So we are kind of a shrimp capital, even though we don't necessarily <laughs> grow out the shrimp. And we do have shrimp farms, like on the North Shore, Kulo Ranch is a good example, where you can get fresh shrimp. Anyway, anyway, shrimp's kind of a thing. Um, but let me tell you, okay, so I'll tell you my latest, like not my latest, but I have sort of this obsession with okazu mm-hmm. and okazuya. So okazu is like, it's a Japanese word. Um, and oka- if you put ya at the end of anything, it's a, makes it a store essentially. So like books are hon and so honya is a bookstore. So okazuya mm-hmm. is a store that sells okazu, which is basically like, I don't know how to explain, like side dishes or small dishes of food and in the olden days, they would, I mean, they still do. It's like basically cafeteria style. It's all there. And you kind of pick and choose based on, I don't know, whatever you feel like eating and you pay per item and they make a, like a a plate of it. And that's what you, so anyway, you go there, there's no set plate. Normally you just kind of order whatever you feel like eating that day. 
And the mm-hmm. dishes are not exclusively Japanese. It's so local. So like you can get like a shoyu hot dog or like teriyaki hamburger, mm-hmm. potato croquette, which is very Japanese. Of course, the musubi, right? The rice balls, the vegetable or shrimp tempura. And you just kind of pick and choose. And I love these places because it's what I grew up eating. It's what my parents grew up eating, mm-hmm. probably their parents grew up eating. Um, it's just, to me, it's a very like, it just feels like, I don't know, like it's so quintessential local. Um, mm-hmm. And even when you go there, it's not just Japanese. It's there's like pork adobo, which is Filipino. There's chow mein, which is Chinese. Like, I feel like it's it really showcases the diversity of cultures that have come to Hawaii mm-hmm. during the plantation era. And it's still like this. It's just like this old school kind of vibe when you walk in. So I love going to Okazu. Every island has their, does every island have Okazu? I guess so. Maui has, right? We have one. Where's Poe's mm-hmm. Kitchen? Is that on Maui? I don't believe so. Oh, really? Poe's I make that up. Yeah, P.O. Kitchen. Isn't that on, on Maui? It's on Kauai. Oh, on that place is great, by the way. It's right, like, by the airport. Get in there. Yeah, we It's good stuff. But I've been to an Okazu on Maui. There's one in Wailuku. Yes. What is it? It's, let me look it up. Google it. Well, the Okazu that I like here. So Fukuya Delicatessen, which is in like the Mo'ili Ili area, which is just like north-ish of Waikiki is a good one. They're not open all the time. Got to check their hours, but Mm -hmm. I think they're kind of a really classic Okazu. Um, And then you can go into like neighborhoods and they all have the, everybody tends to have an Okazu. Kaneohe has one, Masa and Joyce. Um, Kalihi has Gulik Delicatessen and, and other places. So, you know, if you look it up, Okazu, and you kind of look for, I think you'll get a real sense of like what local people eat. You'll never see a visitor standing in line at an Okazu. Yeah. Uh, it's mostly like local people. Mm-hmm. What is a Maui one? Ichiban. Oh, I have been there. It is kind of by the airport, right? Mm-hmm. It's, well, it's a little bit by Wailuku by, um, near Iao Valley. Oh, it is? Wasn't there an Ichiban like right by the airport? And it was, was it? Oh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Poi by the pound, but that closed. Yeah, that closed. Wasn't there an Ichiban right next to it though? Mm-mm. So Ichiban in Japanese means the best. So I'm assuming there's like probably a lot of restaurants <laughs> called Ichiban. I, I know because in my head, I'm also thinking of one kind of on Kahumanu Avenue near the mall. I don't know if that place is still open. Mm, interesting. Interesting. I'm sure COVID has been kind of weird for places like Okazu because everything is like out in the open. Um, you know what I mean? Like I know uh, there were there was some place I went to. Oh, like some donut or pastry shop started to package all their individual pastries in plastic so that it wasn't like people were breathing all over the food. So that, that and that changes the feeling of it. Anyway, I'm super into Okazu, as you can tell. Um, <laughs> yes, I am. And I also do love Simon stands. <clears throat> so I'm a little obsessed with them. My favorite on the Island, there's a lot on Oahu and Simon stands are like from the thirties where, and actually in Japan, it's very similar where you have these like little like noodle stands that like have four seats and you just sit there and the guy is like making his noodles mm-hmm. and gives you a bowl or something. And that's very actually pretty prevalent in, in Japan. Um, 
and we have them too. And they're called Simon Sand. And Simon, um, we can link to a story that I wrote for Hawaii Magazine, but basically it's a combination of like Japanese style, like dashi or broth with Chinese style noodles. And it's very unique to Hawaii. You can only get it here. And anyway, my favorite Simon stand is in Wahiwa. So I love mm-hmm. Wahiwa. I'm a big fan of that neighborhood. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's very... Okay, can you just scru- describe like what part of the island? Like, yeah, I will. Of- it's like on the way to the North Shore. Okay. So it's like central Oahu. It's like kind of right in the middle of the island, but it's it, most people will drive on the H1 north to the North Shore. You have to go through, we well, don't have to go through Wahiwa, but you can opt to go through Wahiwa toward Waialua and Haleiwa. Mm-hmm. And it has, you know, you're going to go through this main drag where you see like McDonald's and Wendy's and all these like fast food places. But if you kind of like sneak around and drive down some of the side streets, there's like great bakeries over there. Um, there's plate lunch places. There's a killer Korean takeout place. Mm-hmm. Um, there is like a barbecue joint. That's like super bomb, like super bomb. It's yeah. like sell out all the time. Um, and then they have this, the Simon stand called Shige's and Shige's Simon stand. It, it, it's not that, it's not that old, but the family is kind of like, I think the guy who owns Shige's is third generation mm-hmm. Simon family. His grandparents ran a Simon shop um, that was very well known at the time. And when the owner of Shige's opened this spot in Wahiwa, I think he opened it like in 1990. But the recipe for the noodles, which they still make on site in the back every day, which is amazing to me, um, is like an, a recipe from his family. So it is, it's, so it has that same taste and feel, even the broth of the kind of Simon that my grandparents grew up on. It has that same feel still. And, you know, they have Simon and you always eat your Simon with like a barbecue stick, which is a stick with like barbecue meat on it, or you eat mm-hmm. it with a barbecue burger. I don't know why it's just a thing. And it tastes very delicious together. So if you ever go to a Simon shop, you want to get barbecue stick and or a barbecue burger and eat that with your Simon. Mm-hmm. It's just a thing. They also have a really good spam musubi, just FYI. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that, re- that reminds me also too, because like is teriyaki burgers, is that only thing in the islands or is that like- No. Well, because teriyaki, I mean, that teri flavor is Japanese. Right. And in Japan, they do have burgers. And I feel like, they would have Terry burgers, but you know what? I don't think I've ever had one in Japan. Oh um, no, they had most burgers, which was kind of mm-hmm. sort of like that. You know, I don't know. If anybody knows out there, please let us know. Yes. We're very curious to know. Um, and then as far as like, so if I just go out of, you know, if I just, if I talk about something that's not super local, one of my favorite restaurants right now is called Rangoon, R-A-N-G-O-O-N, Burmese restaurant. And it is, as the name suggests, or Burmese kitchen, I'm sorry. And as the name suggests, it is Burmese food, um, which is not something I think we've ever had here, really. There is a sister restaurant called Dagon, which is in Macaulay, which is, again, out just outside of Waikiki. Um, Rangoon is a sister restaurant that opened in Chinatown or in downtown. I think it's downtown. Um, several years ago, but it is like so good. Have you ever had Burmese food? 
No, I haven't. I'm curious. What, I don't what even know. Like? I don't know. I don't know what is Burmese food. I have no idea. But mm-hmm. everything is delicious. A lot of right. curries, um, okay. a lot I of warm curry. spices. So they have something called, I'm going to look up their menu because I, I don't want to miss, miss, uh, misspeak here, but what they're really, what they're not famous for, but kind of famous for, I guess, in Hawaii. I mean, I don't know if it's a Burmese thing, but it's fermented tea salad. You would like this. It's okay. fermented tea um, with a, in a salad. Mm-hmm. And I can't get the menu to load. Um, and that's one of their signature dishes. One of the things that I love, I mean, they have, gosh, I'm just looking at their menu and I'm getting like super hungry. <laughs> like, this is really not a good idea. Uh, one of the things that I love is their um, birani, which is like a rice dish. And it has a lot of spices like saffron and, and there's cranberries and cashews in it. And it's just like a really flavorful bowl of rice that I usually get with chicken or some kind of protein, which you don't have to, you can get it vegetarian. And then they cover it with a bread, right? That's um, baked and it's baked in this like clay pot. Ooh, it is so good. It is so good. Oh man. God, it's so good. And their lamb curry is really good. They have a lot of vegetarian options. Ah, it's criminal. I haven't, it's one of those places where I've never had a bad dish there. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even if I don't even know what it is. And like, I or like somebody orders, I'm like, what is that? You know? And I'm like, whatever. It's always good. And I just, I love it there. So if you want something really different, like you live, I don't know, in a state or a town that basically your, your like fancy dinner is Applebee's, you might want to get outside of your comfort zone and try some Burmese cuisine. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not so weird. Like you're not going to be eating like strange things. It's just the, mm-hmm. the flavors are so intense. Um, right. And, you know, and these cuisines tend to like be masters of spice, which is something mm-hmm. I feel like we lack a lot of, you know, in our, we tend to rely on salt and, you know, kind of the basics, but they use their use of spices is so masterful um, that it makes, it's just such a, interesting pleasurable mouth experience um yeah it's I mean that's the best part about eating out though is because you can go get food where you're just like not capable of creating on your own like you don't own all those spices so you can't ever really replicate that so it's that's like the best part about eating out is being able to eat food that you don't typically or make or know how to make or know how to make. I feel that way about vegetables. I mean, you're talking about being vegetarian, but I feel like vegetables are so hard to, well, first of all, they're, it's just like, you have to eat them fresh. You have to cook them and eat them right after. And Mm -hmm. I've seen people like just do amazing things at vegetables that I could never do at home, like with cauliflower and green Mm -hmm. beans. And you're just like, hot. How do you, I mean, if, if I could eat like that every day, I would totally be a vegetarian, but Mm -hmm. I'm super lazy. So (laughs) I am going to eat a taco, although I could eat a vegetarian taco, I guess. But anyway, yeah. Do you eat a lot when you come to Oahu much? Um, yeah, I was trying to think the last time I was on Oahu was um, in November. And I would say the restaurant that really stuck out, it was kind of like more just for lunch. We went to Kalapa Vai. Um, and I think we went to the one in Waimanalo. Okay. Um, and that was really good. That and I was open during COVID, which I was super shocked about. But um, yeah, it's super popular and they have good food. Yeah. 
I really enjoyed it. I think I got a vegetarian bento. I they have bentos there, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, it was definitely there then. Got a vegetarian bento that was really, really good. Um, and then yeah, the last time I went, it was kind of around Thanksgiving. So we were doing like Friendsgiving and going to different houses to cook and eat together. So not as much about eating at that time. Yeah. Vegetarian food. I mean, we don't have a super ton of I mean, I think it's growing. I think vegan and I mean, we've always had vegetarian options because a lot of Asian cuisine by default uses a lot of vegetables. Yeah. Yeah. And you can go to like Chinese restaurants and get vegetarian plates and stuff. It's never been, that's never been an issue. I think vegan is more of an emerging cuisine for on Oahu. And you will see there are some restaurants that offer vegan options or like everything on the menu can be turned into vegan, which is really awesome. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, you see that, but I think it is still hard to find vegan here, um, or like vegetarian without, I mean, I think you have to go to a regular restaurant and get the vegetarian options. And I think sometimes vegetarian options aren't great, like a salad and you're like, ah, kind of more hungrier than just a salad, but I think Mm -hmm. it's getting better. I think people are being more mindful and it's not just vegetarians, but it's just more people in general are eating healthier and like eating more plant-based as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and why not? We can grow that stuff here. It makes sense. And it's like super fresh and you know what I mean? That's what people kind of want. I would imagine. Right. You get to taste what's grown here and, and in a really delicious way too. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not just eating a carrot that was grown here. It's like a carrot incorporated into something or turned into like people turn carrots into smoked, like fake smoked salmon, like fought smoked salmon. Really? Is, yeah. They can like pickle it and make it taste like locks and they'll put that on a bagel with vegan cream cheese. Wow. I am. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's amazing. I will mm-hmm. think about that. That's interesting. Huh? But the other place that I grew up, like whenever I went to Oahu when I was younger, we'd always go to Tanioka's and get poke from there. I do love Tanioka's. That's in Waipahu. So that's a little bit, oh gosh, what is that? Northwest of Waikiki. It's kind of a drive. It's an old plantation town. Lots of great food in Waipahu also. Um, And Tanioka's is kind of like, I mean, it's like the neighborhood spot, right? It's local family owns and runs it. Um, they do a lot of poke really well known for their poke mm-hmm. and their spam bees. I just want to add that in there also make excellent spam bees. Um, and they're kind of Okazu style where you can go in and get like their, their fried chicken is like really mm-hmm. good. Also, I don't know, man, maybe it's cause I have to drive all the way out there and I'm so hungry. By the time we get there, yeah, everything, everything that's like this side of my like house tastes delicious. Anyway. Um, yeah. And they also make like desserts. And I mean, that's a really fun place. It's also like hundred percent takeout. It's always mm-hmm. been. So like, if you're out on that side or you're venturing out to like the West side, um, which also has places of note, um, that's a great place to stop and get food. Oh yeah. Tanioka's. And all these places are really like affordable. A lot of like the mom and pop shops, like they're all really like cheap grab and go places that like, yeah, that like you had mentioned, like no high markups. It's just really just like family friendly neighborhood service. Yes. And I feel like if you go to these local spots, um, you will really get a sense of what people in Hawaii grew up eating and love Mm -hmm. to eat. Um, You know, don't get me wrong. We go to our chain restaurants and we go to our steak 
you know, our steakhouses mm-hmm. and all that other stuff. But I think, you know, when it comes to what do people love to eat here and what are our go-tos, that's it. It's the plate lunches, it's the grab and goes, it's the okazu, it's the musubis. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what ethnicity we, I mean, you and I are both Japanese and part Japanese. So mm-hmm. I tend to gravitate to those flavors because that's what I grew up eating, but it's the, but everybody grew up eating that. You know what I mean? Every potluck and every baby luau and every graduation party, cool. and every office potluck, right. Had these like food. I mean, this is what mm-hmm. we eat. So yeah, when you come to Hawaii and that's to me, my favorite part about traveling anywhere is, and that's me. Um, I don't know if that's everyone. But I think part of the experience and really understanding a place and a culture is through food. Um, Mm -hmm. And wherever I go, you want to try what the place is known for and also just what locals eat. Mm -hmm. And I think Hawaii does a really good job. Hawaii restaurants do a really good job of offering a variety of things that we like to eat, things that are grown here um, and things that are really rooted in, in our history. And I think mm-hmm. that's super cool. So yeah, these are good suggestions. I think so. I'm actually really hungry for lunch now. I'm excited. <laughs> well, it doesn't so, help that it is now lunchtime. So yeah, I mean, this Chex Mix isn't really doing it for me anymore. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> anyway. But that's a whole nother thing. Like snacks and what you are also very serious. So different. That is another podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cause I am a little bit obsessed with like the Lee Hing lemon peel gummies right now, even though I, yeah, that's another podcast. Oh my God. That's another great idea. Too bad. We can't share with you all the things that we're eating. Anyway, book your trip. Um, thanks for, well, thanks for sharing grace. Um, all of our restaurants and recommendations will be in our show notes and we hope you enjoy it. Um, and if you like, if you like what you hear, please rate us, subscribe, and leave a comment or email us at media at hawaiimagazine.com. Um, feel please look at all of our social media channels at Hawaii Magazine. We're kind of like everywhere. And mm-hmm. send us your thoughts. Like we're always open to new suggestions. And if you have any questions that you want us to answer on the podcast, please, please um, email us at media at hawaiimagazine.com. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, we will see you in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Two weeks and 10 pounds later. <laughs> anyway. All right. Bye. All right. Bye.